0: coming up we're trying something a little different as we talk the weekend's races let's get into it today is Monday March 7th 2022 welcome into dirt tracker daily I'm Justin Fiedler We're going full experiment mode today as normally the dailies are recorded and then posted, but I wanted to try and do a live daily and see how things went. So we're live on YouTube right now and then this will be available later on in podcast form and then obviously on demand later on the YouTube channel. Uh, If you're in the chat right now on YouTube, drop me a message, let me know where you're watching from. Uh, We'll maybe go for the next 15, 20, 30 minutes. I guess we'll see how long this goes, but um, we'll start things off with the World of Outlaws in Texas at Cotton Bowl Speedway. Friday night, James McFadden led early from third, uh, but had a right rear go flat while leading. He ended up battling back to 13th at the end, but certainly not the night he was hoping for. That gave Corey Eliasson the lead, but Sheldon Hoddenshield was coming. Sheldon got to the lead in lap traffic on lap 22, and at the end it was Sheldon Eliasson and Brad Sweet on the pole. Donny Shots hard-charged from 13th to finish 5th. Sheldon's car was just stupid fast. It looked like it could go just about anywhere he wanted it to. And there was a few passes in there where he just blew by people. Just absolutely insane. On Saturday night, I was curious if maybe Eliasson could grab a win after what we saw uh, kind of from that first night, but he never really got the chance. He broke a shock after first lap contact with Jacob Allen. Jacob was able to continue, but Eliasson was done for the night. I think they actually said the shock tower itself was broken. And then on that complete restart, Sam Haverteep Jr. grabbed the lead. Uh, David Gravel stocked him through much of that race, but never was able to get close enough to really make a move. And then Carson Macedo came on late. Macedo had that big slider coming to three laps to go to take the lead. He then drove away at the end. Haverteep finished second. James McFadden was third. Schuhart hard-charged from 12th to finish fourth. And David Gravel faded to fifth at the end. With five races now complete, Gravel is still the World of Outlaws' uh, points leader. He tops Sheldon and Shots by 16 points. Sweet and McFadden complete the top five. Schatz and Gravel are the only drivers to finish top 10 all five nights so far. Shots leads all drivers with 18 straight top 10s going back to last season. Gravel has 13 straight top 10s himself. Gravel also leads all drivers in average finish through the opening five nights. That's why he's the points leader currently. Uh, as you've heard me say before, that average finish is the closest thing that kind of correlates to uh, the points and uh, where you finish in races and things like that. Brad Sweet's average finish is 6.8 right now through these opening nights with the Outlaws. He's trying to win that fourth straight championship. was curious about how many nights it's taken him to win in the past since he's winless so far through the first five nights. In 2021, he actually won the season opener at Volusia. Back to 2020, he won the second night out at Volusia. But in 2019, which was his first championship year, he didn't win until night 10. It was 16 nights in 2018 and nine nights in 2017. So not uncommon for Brad to be winless um, up to this point so far in the season. Some other notes from the weekend. Casey Kane uh, raced the first night at Cotton Bowl, but sat out the second with Darren Pittman getting in the nine car. The team said he still isn't feeling 100% after that big crash he had at Volusia a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully, he'll be good to go by the weekend. Pittman was an easy choice to get in the nine car. Obviously, his familiarity with Casey Kane racing, and he also lives in Texas now, so he probably wasn't too far away. Also, apparently, Tanner Thorson is a full-time outlaw driver now. We told you a few weeks ago his plan was to run something like 50 races, but according to the series, he's a platinum member, which I think is a little odd since he didn't race at Volusia. He's actually way down the standings right now. Thorson was 24th on Friday night and 15th on Saturday night. So I'm not sure kind of what this move is. He obviously can't compete for the championship. uh, And obviously it's going to be difficult for him to compete for rookie of the year, having missed uh, the first three nights of the season. So I have to see kind of how this plays out for Tanner in the opening weeks. And one more note, apparently Scott Boguski, who we've seen a lot in 360 competition and with the ASCS in recent seasons, is planning a larger 410 schedule this year. I heard Johnny Gibson mentioned that on the Dirt Vision broadcast. Yet another 360 guy moving up in the ranks. We'll see where he races uh, through the season as well. It was another tough weekend for my win picks between both me and the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula. Both me and the formula were 0 for 2 this weekend. I had Sweet both nights. This past history there is just too much to ignore, so I picked Sweet. The formula had Gravel on Friday and then Sweet on Saturday. Obviously, we both missed with Hodden and Macedo. We'll try again this weekend with the Outlaws and some other stuff that's in action. What about last Sprint cars now headed from Texas to California to begin that kind of West Coast swing that we're used to in the springtime. They'll be out there for a couple of weeks before they head back east to kind of continue the season. Let's jump over to some late model stuff from the weekend. Obviously, kind of all over the place. A lot of racing in the South Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. With the Spring Nationals on Friday night, Brandon Overton was just in his own zip code on Friday. Uh, that was Swainsboro with the Southern Nationals. He got out to the lead. Nobody challenged him. He just completely drove away. Complete domination in that race. Michael Page, Mark Whitener with him also on the podium. Uh, Over at Sonoya on Saturday, Chris Madden led the first uh, few laps or maybe the first lap. And then uh, Shane Clanton took over from there. Clanton, you know, just a racetrack he's really familiar with, just was really fast out front. And Madden was actually behind him and was chasing him down pretty early on, but was out after a little bit of contact, caused some damage with a slower car. I think he was out 10 or 15 laps into the race. And then Ashton Winger tried to run Clanton down, but he completely shredded a left rear lane and ended up with a DNF. Clanton drove off to the victory on Saturday night in spring nationals competition. Over at Smoky Mountain on Saturday, again, a really nice field of cars. Brandon Overton uh, started up front there with Cameron Marlar. Cameron Marlar was actually the early leader from the pole, but then Overton took over on lap 12 and wasn't really challenged the rest of the way. Mike Marlar and Tim McCready were the other podium finishers. Tough field, like I said, guy, it included guys like Dale McDowell, Hudson O'Neill, Ricky Weiss, Jimmy Owens, Jonathan Davenport, Fergie was there, and a bunch of other guys almost felt like an Outlaw show or a Lucas show uh, at an event like that. I talked last week about Smoky Mountain, and there not appearing to be any streaming deal for this event. I figured that would be all over Flow Racing, but there was no Flow Show, obviously not on Dirt Vision and not uh, on, on some of the other streaming services. But apparently, Smoky Mountain has started their own streaming platform. So if what I looked at correctly, they charged $29.99 for the race on Saturday night to kind of go along with the uh, you know, the usual uh, people that were going to be there in attendance. And I'm interested to see how that works going forward. You don't see many racetracks with their own streaming deal. Will folks be able to buy those events on a per race basis while they're also paying for some of the subscription streaming services? I'm just not sure how that's going to go. And I I certainly appreciate the experimentation. Uh, But with, you know, more and more streaming services popping up, Dirt Vision, Flow Racing, now the XR stuff, You know, if you go even further, you know, we talked about USMTS on race and dirt and all the other things. Are you really going to get that many people on a regular basis to buy your Friday or Saturday? And it shows kind of, you know, all a cart with that $29.99, $39.99 or, you know, more, maybe a little bit less kind of model. I'm just not so sure about that. And I guess that's the question becomes for the streaming services. You know, if you're a track, do you want more eyeballs? If you, you know, if you sign up something like Dirt Vision or Flow Racing to cover your races, are you hoping maybe get a little bit more revenue on uh, on something like this that Smoky Mountain is doing? Uh, we just kind of have to see how this plays out for those guys over there at Smoky Mountain. Uh, with the Comp Camp Super Dirt Series, they were at Boot Hill Speedway this weekend. Brian Rickman and Tyler Stevens were your winners there. Corey Hedgecock and Dennis Herb Jr. were the winners at Clarksville, the two nights for the toilet bowl. Those were dirt car sanctioned events. And then over to Cherokee on Sunday. Huge crowd uh, at Cherokee in South Carolina, but it definitely came a battle of attrition. Uh, We've seen that at Cherokee plenty in the past. Uh, Chris Ferguson led basically the whole race from the pole, but lost the right rear coming to two laps to go. That gave Chris Madden the top spot out front. We also lost Kyle Strickler late to a spin and Brandon Overton. He We lost him from second to a flat right front, actually. Madden was able to hold off Mike Marler in the last few laps to take the victory. Marler was second, Davenport third. Uh, da- Davenport actually had some pretty significant damage on the nose of his car, but was able to rack up that third place finish. Uh, Interesting uh, weekend, though, there at uh, Cherokee and kind of interesting weekend across the South with all the late model stuff that was going on and which guys were kind of racing where and and moving around. You saw Overton race Friday night with Spring Nationals, but then he didn't race Saturday night with the Spring Nationals. So interesting weekend kind of across the South with the dirt late model stuff. Over to some modified competition. We talked about the USMTS last week, their opening weekend. Uh, Dustin Sorensen grabbed the opener and $5,000 at Rocket Raceway Park, topping Jason Hughes and Rodney Sanders. And then Saturday night in the finale, it was Tyler Davis earning his first career win and ten grand, beating Hughes and Sanders. Hughes leaves the weekend as the points leader with USMTS over Davis, Sanders, Sorensen, and Tanner Mullins. I'm going to try to mix in some more modified talk as we go here. I had actually had a lot of really positive uh, kind of... Um, reaction to my modified show. So we might throw some more uh USMTS stuff, some more modified talk uh you know coming up on the shows coming up in the future. In other weekend sprint car action, Lincoln Speedway was in action again on Saturday. Guys like Buddy Kofoy, Justin Peck, Parker Price Miller, Kevin Thomas Jr. all in the field there at Lincoln. Anthony Macri uh, had a good run last week at Lincoln. Uh, He started towards the front. He actually got by Chase Dietz with about 10 laps to go there. Uh, Macri, Stutz, and Dietz were your podium on Saturday at Lincoln. Danny Dietrich was also really fast late, but he ran out of time to kind of really make a move there at the end. Uh, But again, good racing from Lincoln, uh, fun show on Saturday. Hopefully that keeps up all season long. And a lot of those guys that were at Lincoln on Saturday then moved over to Port Royal on Sunday for the opener there. Mike Wagner actually led early from, uh, I believe, the pole there. uh, But Lance DeWeese ran him down and took the lead right before halfway. Wagner couldn't then catch DeWeese in traffic through the final few laps. DeWeese ended up topping Wagner and Justin Peck at the line for the victory. The field also included guys like Hunter Schoenberg and, again, Buddy Kofoid. Brent Marks was there and Parker Price Miller. Interesting to see kind of some of those other guys venturing out to Pennsylvania to get some laps uh, in advance of some of their own seasons. You know, guys like Parker Price Miller, Justin Peckhunter Hunter Schoenberg, those are going to be some all-star regular guys this season, but opportunity for them to go get some laps before that all-star season starts here in a few weeks. Almost kind of surprising you haven't seen some more of those guys maybe go out with the Outlaws, but obviously now with those guys headed west, you won't see the likes of some of those guys race uh, out in California. Friday at Silver Dollar Speedway, we got the opening uh, weekend for the kind of new promoter group there at Silver Dollar in Chico, California. Uh, They had two nights of 360 sprint car competition. On Friday, Justin Sanders got by Caleb Montgomery late to take the victory. And then on Saturday night, all uh, Mitchell Faceno at Silver Dollar. Sanders ran out of time to run him down. It was Faceno's first win in the Tarleton ride with Drew Warner crew chiefing there. Again, some good racing. Uh, a couple of big crashes out there at Silver Dollar, too, but nice to see everybody was okay., uh, it'll be I think pretty quiet again this week across the streaming services with the racing. The only thing on the streaming schedule today is flow racing twenty four seven. we were uh, like I mentioned kind of earlier last week. there's not a lot of midweek racing going on right now. We're still waiting on a lot of tracks to open. Obviously, weather is an issue a lot of places. We just saw today that the the uh, Lucas events for this weekend at four eleven have already been canceled. so, um, we're going to kind of be hit or miss with the weather, how cold things are. We'll just kind of have to pay attention to that. But again, only Flow Racing 24-7 on the streaming schedule today. If you want to see that streaming schedule, you can find it at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Um, also, Dirt Tracker decals, if you want one, dirttracker.com slash decal. Um, and if you are a subscriber to the show I have big Dirt Tracker decals. If you send me an email, info at dirttracker.com, prove you are subscribed to the show, or if you want to leave me a review on one of the podcast platforms, send me a screenshot of your review, uh, and I'm going to pick a few people to get one of these for free. I will mail it to you for free, so let me know if that's something you want as well. All right, well, we'll go ahead and shut it down for today. That's it for the show. hope everybody has a good Monday. Uh, if you have thoughts about the, uh, the topics on today's show, you can leave them in the comments below on this video or tweet at I me. Mean, you can tweet at us at DirtTracker, D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R. Or you can find me on Twitter at Justin underscore Feedler. Make sure to like this video, hit that subscribe button. If you don't already do this, we do this all the time. Uh, not so many live streams, but a ton of uh, video content all the time. And you can also find these shows wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Amazon Music, Google Play, all those places you can find uh, the Dirt Tracker podcast. So make sure you're subscribed there as well. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.